This is the Final Whistle podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team. The final score, Wrexham 3, Gateshead 1. And apologies, firstly, for this podcast going out late and a quiv and terminal. Um, unfortunately, circumstances, Ben, I've been couple of days behind on my workflow so i am sorry about that but anyway this is a podcast i needed to make because it was a fascinating game and a game which provoked a quite extreme reaction as well which i i wanted to address we do also address it in Dragonheart on friday night as well of course that's on calon from seven and then also is on uh podcast from eight but I want to have a chat about that too. But basically, Wrexham came in with Callum McFadgen replacing Jacob Mondy, who took a knock on Saturday. And apart from that, the team remained intact. Against the Gateshead side, who had some peculiar form coming into this match, they'd had three very tough games to start the season and had performed admirably to draw in all of them, then had what on paper looked like two easier games and lost them both. So coming into this match, well... It was interesting to see just how they settled in. Well, catastrophically, for the first 20 minutes, to be honest, Gates says, by the end of the game, deserved all sorts of plaudits. But in the first 20, oh dear, I don't know, rabbit in front of the headlights, perhaps? Some people suggest that to me. It did look like they were completely outmatched, if I'm honest, in the first 20 minutes. They lost the ball constantly in their own half. They were put under pressure and 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 cracked much too easily. And individually, the defenders, once they got isolated against Wrexham's attacking players, just didn't seem to be able to stop them. A number of times, Mullen and Palmer got past people very easily. Must have given Mike Williamson nightmares, the Gateshead player manager. However, they would recover. But anyway, let's get to that start of the match. That opening 20 minutes, with one exception, was all about Wrexham charging forwards. Indeed, Wrexham scored after 87 seconds. Not bad. And that was the third chance, well, maybe fourth chance, I suppose, strictly speaking, we had to score, which shows just how we started off. Straight from the kickoff, Wrexham charging down the left. Mullen isolated uh, the centre-back story, who had a very unhappy half-hour at the race course, he turned him and was pulled down for a free kick. I mean, it was about a foot outside the box on the left flank. And although, please don't get me wrong, I don't think it was a red card. And I can't imagine a referee giving a red card for it the way the rules were interpreted. I do think you could make a case for saying that Mullen was past the last defender. He was in a very tight situation. But let's be honest, Mullen 10 yards out and wide... He's going to come in and get a shot off at the goalkeeper. So, very lucky story not to get a card. He would ex- exhaust that luck very, very swiftly. From the free kick, a little bit of a surprise. Mullen took it. Drove a good shot in round the wall, which on the highlights didn't look too dramatic. But t- I can promise you, from the other side, he hit that on target. The keeper wasn't expecting it. A defender got across to get a block on about three yards out. Otherwise, I think that would have been a goal. Anyway... Went for a corner. The corner was swept in to the near post. The defender got up and flicked it across the face of his goal. Toza was lurking beyond the far post, headed it back in there. Palmer had a challenge. It eventually dropped for Mullen about seven yards out, and he hit a shot, which was really well blocked, and the ball ricocheted to Toza on the right-hand side. He was still lurking beyond that far post, and he just decided to smash it back in as hard as he could. He blasted it in. It hit Tinkler. 
and deflected past the goalkeeper who made a brave effort to get there but had no real chance. Wrecks him ahead after 87 seconds. Now then, that exception I mentioned early to the first 20, Gateshead did give us a little taste of what was to come. They were trying to get the ball down and break quickly. They had pace up front and the ambition to make it uh, pay off. And they did get a good chance after four minutes. Campbell, always dangerous, carrying it forwards, feeding Allen in the right channel. And he cut inside and drove a good shot across Howard, who did well to get down low to his right and smother. But then Wrexham were right back on the front foot. I mean, honestly, the first 20 minutes were sensational to watch. Commentating on it, I was exhausted after a quarter of an hour, I tell you. But Wrexham really were fast on the break, aggressive and terrifically threatening. Every time Wrexham got the ball, you felt they were going to score. In the 10th minute, it became 2-0. Luke Young made a good tackle on the left flank. Jordan Davis has an excellent ball down the left-hand side. And Palmer chased it and decided, as Mullen busted gut to get into the middle, that he'd have a go himself. He cut back and made an excellent meandering run back out from the corner flag to the edge of the area, where he cut inside and drove a shot, and that was where he got a bit lucky, although to be fair, I think he earned his luck. It looks to me like he took a double deflection. It hit Forbes, and then ricocheted and hit Bailey on the hand, and then went past the keeper. Langley, who was on loan from Newcastle, was very impressive in goal. Poor bloke, two deflections, giving him no chance. And Wrexham were two up. And for a while, continued to maintain that control. But slowly, Gates says, brought themselves back into it. Uh, the chances started to dry up for Wrexham, although the threat remained. And then Gates said had a, a, little, a double incident that led to them being... Uh, able to grab a goal back. It started off with Langley, the keeper, hitting a good long pass. There was danger in the penalty area. Wrexham snuffed it out, but then Ford on the right side of the box tried to be cute and dribbled his way out and was tackled by Campbell. The ball fell to Allen, who drove in a shot from about 15 yards, took a deflection and went just wide of the left post. Wrexham lucky not to shoot themselves in the foot there. But it was only a temporary reprieve because the corner came into the near post. Bailey had managed to get ball side of Hayden and stooped. And, and to be fair, it made really good contact with a header which went down and then up. Howard has been criticised in some quarters for not keeping us out. I think that's harsh. It, it's always difficult for a goalkeeper when the when the headers are down and then bounce up high because you're setting yourself to for what looks like it's going to be a, a low save and then suddenly it's going over your shoulder. And it was... Like I said, a good header. He got a good amount of contact on that, considering the awkwardness of his body shape. I was a little unlucky. Got a good hands to it. If all that had happened a yard across to the right, he probably would have got enough on it to push around the post, but he could only push it into the inside of the side netting. And Gateshead were back in it. But it looked like everything was over again four minutes later, because on the half-hour mark, Forbes's miserable game ended prematurely. Like I said, in the opening stages, he should have been booked, really, for pulling Mullen back as he was running into the box. You think he benefited from that unspoken convention that referees don't want to show cards early. He then picked up a yellow card. He, he I've, I've got to say, and I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but story, he had, he, had, he had a stinker. He picked up a yellow card, following Mullen to the left flank. Mullen turned him much too easily. He had the beating of him all day long. And so Story grabbed hold of his shirt and pulled him back and got an inevitable yellow card that time. And then on the 30th minute, James Jones won a tackle, fed it to Mullen. Mullen again looked to turn and Forbes came clattering straight through the back of him. Uh, it had to be a second yellow. 
you could make a case for it being a straight red. Although, in sto- I keep calling him Forbes, I think I did in the commentary. Story, I, I, I'll stick up for him and say, I don't think he intended it. If you look closely, I think he slips just as he gets close to Mullen. I think he did intend to hit him, but not as hard or as violently from behind as he did. But the rules don't make allowance for that. As far as the rules concerned, he was out of control, which means you could give a straight red. Anyway, he was given a second yellow instead. And I did say in commentary at the time uh, that although playing against 10 men ought to be an advantage, I felt it was a bit of a shame in the way that Forms went off because he'd had such a stinker. I was kind of hoping he'd stay on. And to be frank, with 10 men, Gateshead ups the ante. And this is where I really want to praise Gateshead and say for, for people who are a bit uncertain about Rexham's performance, remember there's two teams in a football match. I mean, I don't want to sound patronising, but goodness me. Gates said were magnificent. I thought they were magnificent firstly just for the guts that they had. I mean, they'd been completely blown out of the water for 20 minutes. They'd just started to get their equilibrium back. But knowing what we could do to their defence and knowing they were a man short, it took a lot of bravery to come at us like they did. But they did. There was no covering themselves up uh, and protecting themselves. They tore at us. They were committed to passing out from the back. And were brave enough to keep with that. It helped that Langley was superb at the ball to speed the goalkeeper. And they did very, very well. I think maybe Rexham's pressing could have been a bit more thought out in some ways. We we had Mullen and Palmer lurking on the edge of the box for every goal kick. They'd charge in and, and Langley didn't care. Langley would get them both get very close to him before passing it out. And of course, by doing that, he's immediately eliminated two players out of our press. Jordan Davis was spotting this and was stepping up to join the press, but nobody else was. So usually Ollie, the playmaker, who was excellent in midfield, would be dropping off. Davis would go with him to pressure him, but Ollie was calm enough on the ball to hold him off. And he also knew because Gates would drop off their full-backs, that he had a square pass either side, and Wrexham weren't picking those players up. So we didn't press as a unit. We had three men pressing, but no more than that. So Ollie could pop it square either way, and we would be... They've, they've got through our press and eliminated three of our players in the process. So it'd be interesting to see if Wrexham commit more to that sort of pressing against Dorking, who also likes to pass out from the back. But, hey, that's for the future. So, yeah, going forwards then, having done that, they were hitting their early their forwards... Some, again, nice little 45 degree round the corner passes to create angles to get in behind the space the wing backs were leaving on the flanks. And they had the pace to capitalise and they played ever so well. It's quite surprising then to, to report that even though Gateshead had us really on the back foot in the last 15 minutes of the half, they actually didn't really carve out any proper chances. Howard's made a lot of good saves, but not during this period. So we managed to defend them okay. The crowd were unhappy, though. The crowd became very split. Some fans, seeing the club were in, the team were in trouble, were really making great noise, backing them up and trying to egg them on. But it felt to me like behind Howard's goal... The support was united. <laughs> they were making a lot of positive noise. But in the side stands, there was a real edginess about the fans. Not all of them. I'd say probably a majority were positive. But there was a real edginess about a lot of people. And and quite critical, unwarranted, I think, uh, sort of noise coming from them. And that did put them under a bit of pressure. 
Wrexham did carve out a chance, actually, in the last minute of the half. A good chance, too. Davies with a good break down the left. He pulled it back. Mullen, the ball a bit stuck between his feet, managed to dig out a shot, which took a deflection, went just wide. But from the corner, they were able to break away Gateshead and make their one real chance with ten men in the first half. It was a break through the middle for Harris, the centre-forward. McFadgen did really well to recover and hold him up and force him to the right side of the box. Just as I was praising him in the commentary, as Clueth came along to help out and we doubled up and it looked like McFadgen had put the fire out superbly, Harris managed somehow to make a little trick and break between the two of them was one-on-one with Howard. He drove it across the goal and put it considerably wide considering how good the situation was a real opportunity that for Gates said no, no way two ways about it half time weird to say I think came at the right time for Wrexham even though we were winning against 10 men and Phil Parkinson has said afterwards that he sat the team down and just reminded them of what our principles are because although the crowd were very impatient they seemed to expect us to have a sort of divine rights to just tear a 10 man team apart we had been a bit hurried with our passing, maybe trying to get at them too quickly and were squandering possession. One of the best things to do usually against 10 men is keep that possession, work the ball around and make them do all the running. And Parkinson reminded the team that that's the game plan in the first place. And so Wrexham came out a lot more settled for the second half. And as well, to be honest, Gateshead came out and maybe partly because of Wrexham's approach, maybe partly because Mike Williamson probably told them to be a bit more careful because they could leave the back door open. They seemed a little more conservative. And to be perfectly frank, Gateshead created very little until it went to 3-1. The second half, to me, looked nice and controlled from Wrexham. We worked the ball around well. The only thing that was missing until late on was the third goal. But there wasn't much threat from Gateshead. They defended a bit deeper, and we moved the ball around nicely, trying to make chances. The first chance came in a corner was half cleared. Mullen swung a lovely floated ball back beyond the far post and Clueth headed towards goal. It was well held by Langley, although I think Clueth might feel he could have made better contact in where this. He sort of ducked under it a bit and just flicked his head up and it didn't have a huge amount of pace. Langley also had to save low down from his right from a young shot before McFadgen did well again, winning the ball breaking through the middle of the pitch excitingly and then feeding Mullen down the right channel who could have opted to cross but decided to hit an ambitious shot from just outside the box that went well over. He wasn't playing the percentages but to be fair Mullen scores a lot of goals because sometimes he does things like that. A couple of minutes later came Gateshead's best chance until they went 3-1 down really. Bailey feeding a good ball in down that channel behind Hayden and Harris in on goal. This time hit the target well, smashing it across Howard, who did well to lunge to his left and tip it round the post. It was a cracking save, although actually he would make a similar one of even higher quality later on. Wrexham we're getting a little frustrated. It's still 2-1. Still that slight danger of an equaliser, even though they look pretty much in control. Started to make changes. James Jones, who has ever had really worked hard, came off. And Elliot Lee came on in a game that looked like it would probably suit him to try and find space between the lines. And it did, because he again made an impact off the bench. Mondi as well came on for McFadden. I'm going to have to... Have to ask Phil Parkinson about the, the wing-back substitution thing. He does it a lot. Anyway... 
the the change worked because Lee started to influence things, drifting off to the left and, and cr putting some lovely balls in. He had a glorious through pass to put Mullen 1-1 with the keeper, and Mullen would have been so frustrated that his first touch for once was poor, and the ball just bounced away from him. That was a great chance. And then a couple of minutes later, Lee was involved again. He, Palmer and Mondi combining well on the left-hand side before Mondi drove behind the defence and smashed a powerful cross across the face of goal. Sadly for Exum, too powerful for anyone to get to. A couple of minutes later, and Lee was at it again. Fabulous skills, reminiscent of what he did recently. On the left side of the box, twisting and turning until the defender was dizzy and chipping in. A lovely ball to the far post. Ford arrived and should have scored, really, but he headed it against the inside of the post from about five yards out. The ball dropped down to Mullen, who lashed it into the net. The flag went up for offside. I must be honest, at the time, I thought Mullen looked a long way offside. Having looked again, he wasn't that far offside, actually. I think he probably was, just about. But he was a little unlucky. But anyway, the goal didn't stand, and Wrexham had to wake another five minutes. But they did get the goal, and indeed Mullen got the goal at last after all his efforts. It was another sloppy moment at the back for Gateshead, to be honest. Tinkler, looking to make a back header, got nowhere near enough contact on it. Mullen, one-on-one with the keeper. Lovely finish, certain inevitability about it. Drove into the box. Langley got quite close to him, and then Mullen just slipped it underneath him. And it was 3-1. Wrexham immediately withdrew Palmer, who'd done very well, but looked to be tiring, and Sam Dolby came on. And it was still Wrexham who were carving out chances. Lee with a nice little layoff. Maundy driving a pass to the edge of the area, which Mullen dummied beautifully, and Ford picking her up on the right corner of the box, cut inside, carried it in, and then when it looked like he was going to score, hit a shot, which maybe wasn't quite fierce enough, going for placements in the bottom right corner, and Langley got down well to save it. A couple of minutes later again, it's Lee involved on the left-hand side, dinking in a far post cross, Mullen rising, but it was a tight angle. He couldn't do any more than head it into the side netting from close range. And the goal kick led to an a, a, an instant that, oh, if it had gone in, would have lived in a memory for a long time. The, the only time Gateshead's short goal kicks didn't work. Davis stepping up to press and winning it and suddenly finding he's charging through the centre with the centre-backs, desperately trying to come back inside, having been involved in the passing build-up to actually stop him. <clears throat> His momentum just took him surging past two defenders and past the goalkeeper. But by this point, he'd lost his balance completely. Another challenge came in. And I'm not sure whether it was actually Davis or the defender who got the last touch poking at goalwards. But a descent, one of the centre-backs had got onto the line and was able to clear it. If he'd scored that goal... It would have been amazing. He would have just danced through the entire defence, his balance constantly being lost more and more. If he just managed to get a proper contact on that little toe poke, it would have been a heck of a goal. Anyway, that was Wrexham done in terms of threat, and Gates said, we'll come back a little bit. Now, this, I'm sure, conditioned the impatience of the Wrexham fans and the criticism Wrexham fans gave to the performance afterwards. Because Howard had to make a couple of good saves. I, I do want to emphasise, though, it, it was 3-1. And yeah, we got super sloppy here, but we had a couple of really good chances to make it 4-1. I think I would have put the game into a different context. And although we got sloppy and allowed a couple of chances here, let's be frank, if the first one had gone in, the other ones wouldn't have happened because we'd have restarted different game. You know, Gateshead wouldn't have been able to come forwards again. I'm sure we'd have snuffed it out. But anyway, 
In the final minutes of normal time, Blackett did really well to beat Tozer, who'd snuffed a lot of those breakaways off so well, drove it across Howard, and this is the save I was referring to earlier. Very similar to the last save that he made to deny Harris, but really terrific. It looked beyond him, and he just managed to stretch enough to get his fingertips an absolutely top-draw save. In the first minute of added time was another opportunity, Harris battling around in the box, creating a loose ball, Ollie hitting the shot, which deflected off Cleworth and went over for a corner. And from that corner, although it was cleared, they brought the ball back in and black it down the right channel with a tight angle, one-on-one -on -one with the keeper, smashed a powerful shot. Howard got down well to get a good, powerful block on it to put it behind, although in all honesty, he had his near post covers. So really, you wouldn't expect him to let that one in. So Wrexham won 3-1. I was a little bemused by the, the negativity from some fans, although other fans are very happy. And, and it's got to be said, when people have been criticising the performance, a lot of people had turned straight round and were replying on social media by saying, what are you talking about? And I'm in the what are you talking about camp, with all due respect. We've won three in a row. We are one point off top. Are we as fluent as we want to be? Probably not quite yet, but we had a short pre-season. We are bedding new players in. And it just seems to me that last season, at the start of the season, we were going through this process and we were stuttering. Now we're getting results. We're scoring goals. Yeah, I, I think it's fine. I know that maybe people think 10 men are easy to play against. They're not, though, are they? And you know, Woking and Gateshead showed that with the way that they still managed to be organised with 10 men. So, yeah, I also understand that the way we played in the first 20 minutes, when they had a man off, I'm sure people were thinking, we're going to score a lot of goals. And I have to admit, during commentary, after 20 minutes, when it was 2-0, I was thinking, 9-0 is a really trendy score at the moment. We could do that. It really felt like that sort of game. So maybe the sense that Gates had the guts to come into it affected people. But I think we've got to keep perspective here. We're doing well, really, really well. And Gates said were impressive they had a lot of guts they showed a lot of heart they showed a lot of bravery and a lot of quality and fair play to them they've turned up and they put in a smashing performance but we've still managed to beat them and we did deserve to beat them you look at the chances that were created me made a lot more and a couple of Howard save including the most difficult one came when it was very late in the game and they weren't going to come back so yeah let's keep a bit of perspective here this is a good start of the season so with a final score of Gateshead 3. No, no, no! Oh. Some people felt like it felt that way. But with a final score of Wrexham 3, Gateshead 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. This is the Final Whistle Podcast from the Wrexham AFC media team.